everybody. I'm partying so much I lost my voice. Isn't that wonderful? Woo! Woo! So, uh, well, wait, we got to do Happy New Year! Happy New Year. That's right. That's our uh, royalty-free, multi-purpose, happy birthday anniversary, happy Hanukkah, uh, happy divorce. (laughs) All right, there we go. So, all right, well, one episode 146 of the PS Nation podcast uh, brought to you by me, Glenn, and him, Mark. How's it going, buddy? Uh, what was I supposed to bring? Uh, chips and dip, and, of course, a six-pack of your favorite beer. Mm, I'm all out of beer. <gasps> Should we postpone the show until you go get some? No, I'm drinking a Sailor. Oh, there you go. That's just fine. Sailor Jerry, that, that warms the cockles. Oh. <laughs> yeah. so, you're, so you're telling me that you're, uh, oh, what's that game? Oh, see? All these Shenmue. Th- Shenmue. I was thinking Shinobi. Whatever. You know where I can find some sailors? <laughs> exactly. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, I am on, obviously losing my voice, so hopefully we can make it through the show mm-hmm. here. Uh, but we actually, I think we're going to have a shorter one today. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> only a couple news items, because guess what? <laughs> Hi-yo! Hi-yo! <laughs> Dingo and the baby! Um, yeah, only a couple news items. Uh, a couple different things we're going to talk about. So, uh, a couple new releases, some news, what we're playing, Sakura Wars preview uh, for the PS2, Heavy Rain preview from Mark, which, uh, uh, it should be interesting. Uh, reminder about our <laughs> Game of the Year stuff, we actually have the voting up on our website right now, and uh, another one of Zavari's On the Crapper reviews, this time with Echoes for uh, the PSP minis, emails and voicemails, and then I'll go get a throat transplant. So, uh, Sweet. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, uh, well, let's get this stuff out of the way so we can start talking. Uh, a lot of different ways you can get a hold of us. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk this week. We'll just sit here for two hours with silence. Um, <laughs> you can email us at... Pod- it would be more entertaining. Probably, actually, because apparently I laugh too much. I'm fat. I'm jolly by nature. I can't help it. Oh, is that referring to you? I think so. You don't oh. laugh. You're a wet towel. That's true. See? I tend to laugh at my own jokes too much, though. I kind of thought it was referring to me. Oh, actually, I do too, But at, and that's like the, the cardinal rule of comedy, never laugh at your own jokes, but eh, mm. I have to amuse myself. I mean, who else is going to do it? So, uh, all, all right. right. Well, if you want to... <laughs> shut up. There you go. There you go. <laughs> shut up. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can email us at podcast at psnation.org. You can also give us a call. There are a couple different ways. If you have Skype, you can just uh, call us at WDT-Torgo. Uh, of course, Skype on your PSP, Skype on your iPhone, blah, blah, blah. Uh, or if you want to use a regular phone, you know, one of those old grandparents' phones with a big dial on it that you have to use like a Mac truck just to move it from 9 to 1, uh, you have to call a regular number. That is 715-502-9773. Standard long-distance rates apply and... That voicemail uh, system actually stops you at three minutes, which is awesome. <laughs> don't, don't forget to look for us on Facebook. You can just type in PS Nation Podcast in the search, and that'll take you right to our group. We're getting a lot of people on there, which is pretty badass. Uh, also, if you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at twitter.com slash ps3nation, all is one word. Uh, keep joining us because uh, the hijinks are just ongoing. I actually have Twitter open right now, and man, it's just crazy. So it's Actually, crazy. I'm gonna open Twitter then too. <laughs> no, yeah. as long as we don't hear beeping every five seconds. 
Oh, wait, oh, we I already... got a new keyboard for Christmas. It's really quiet. Yeah, but your mouse it. is still not quiet. Oh. <laughs> Can't hear that at all. Not at all. Uh, you can also find us on the uh, the coolest radio network out on the internet, FuriousGamer.com. Head over there. Uh, it's all browser-based on the website, but you can check out our show along with a bunch of others, including 360 Nation. Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, Major Nelson's on there and uh, eh, a bunch of other ones. What was the one? Oh, Post Game Report that I was on. Uh, but you can check that out for free on the website, or if you have an iPhone or an iPod Touch, and soon on the Android, you can go to the App Store for 99 cents and get the app for your actual device, and you can stream those shows from pretty much anywhere that you can get a signal, even on the Edge Network. So check that out. Just look for Furious Gamer. Like, Angry Gamer. No, not an Angry Gamer. I'm a Furious Gamer. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that's all the one. Oh, and also, don't forget. We have a website, psnation.org. It's, you know, we're putting some stuff up there. We actually put a couple cool things up lately. And um, if you That's get the our New Year's resolution, we're going to try. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to try to get a lot more stuff on our website this year, including videos. Yeah, I'm still working on it. Um, yeah. But also, if you hit the forums button, that'll take you to our forums over on vgevo.com, which is an awesome website with a bunch of different podcasts, us being one of the, the podcasts on the, on the uh, network. But you've also got, uh, like we said before, 360 Nation. You've got Interactive Distractions, uh, On Tap Podcast with Gruel, uh, The Sisters in Gaming, which we know a little bit about, uh, The Amplified Gamers really. with Symphonia Sam. Yeah, not really. We, yeah, yeah. Uh, Amplified Gamers, what am I missing? Uh, welcome to the Goo. And that might be it. I'm doing this all from memory. So if I miss somebody, I'm going to feel, mm. feel like shit. Anyway, but check out VGEVO.com. Our forums are over there. Huh? Did you say Indus? I said Indus, yes. Okay. I wasn't listening. I think I cut them all. Well, like usually, you're never listening. So no. head over there. We got a lot of different discussions going on. We're actually, um, OmniLaw put a, a call out today for mag players. We're going to start with the beta when it starts on the 4th to get different squads set up in mag so you can start playing together and, and essentially make VG Evo a force to be reckoned with on the mag battlefields. So uh, get over there, check out the thread in the Sony section, and, uh, you know. Put your application in if you want to join one of the one of the squads. I think we're actually going to try to get an actual European squad, all the Euros together, so that uh, they can go and kick ass for, for queen and country. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, well, we actually have two new releases. Holy crap. Go to it, Mark. Yeah. Well, one is my most anticipated game of this year that went to next year. Peggle 2? Bayonetta. Oh. Except I'm buying the 360 version. Oh, no. <laughs> PS3 and you should be fan. playing that sound for Sega. Because <laughs> they're the ones that fucked up the PS3 port. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you... every Everything I've read has pretty much said, if you have a choice, get it for 360. Because, it. I mean, you, even the demos, you can see the difference. And later in the game, the PS3 load times are longer. The frame rate gets bad enough where it actually affects the gameplay. You know, honestly, as much as I, I love the PS3, I'm not going to buy the inferior version. And I actually would prefer it on PS3 because I like the three, the PS3 controller better, especially for action games like that where you have to slam the buttons all the time. I don't like the 360 buttons. Blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> just, I don't know what it is. It's I discovered it when I was trying to play Mega Man 9 last year. And it's, I think it's the uh, the rounded buttons on the 360. I don't like it when I have to sit there and press them for a while because it actually starts to hurt my thumb. 
I agree. I guess I'm I'm sure people are like, oh, whatever. You're not picking fanboy, but you're a yeah. fanboy. But it's true. I can't help it. No, I, I, actually, I totally I agree about have, the controller. I totally agree. Yeah. I did get a Street Fighter 4 uh, fight pad for the 360 to play Mega Man on. So there hey, you go. Hey, so did I. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, we have another one, too. Uh, Darksiders <laughs> with, <laughs> uh, yeah, the action game explosion of 2010 <laughs> commences with Bayonetta and Darksiders in the same week. Indeed. Uh, it features art from comic book artist Joe Madrera, however you pronounce his name. The guy who can, cannot keep <laughs> Naga, to a deadline. Naga, to not going to work life. here anymore. <laughs> he could, yeah. He's still on issue eight of Battle Chasers after like ten years. Uh-huh. Uh he's he's got good art though, but he basically copied Capcom's artists, which isn't a bad thing because they were awesome back in the day. Uh Darksiders though, um somebody can probably do a listener review of that because I'm it's not that I'm not interested, it's more like I don't have time to play it, so I'm skipping that one for now. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's getting a lot of buzz. I mean Mm-hmm. I'm all I'm hearing Darksiders, Darksiders, and I honestly just haven't had time to even really look anything up lately, except for one trailer. Yeah, and I mean, I'll I'll check it out, I guess, but uh, I think that I've finally been convinced to try out Assassin's Creed Two. It's all I'm hearing about from yeah, everybody. Oh, it's here. awesome! I tweeted about that today because everybody is all of a sudden saying stuff again, and somebody pointed out, well, people probably got it for Christmas, so they're playing it again. I don't know. I watched Ricky play it for a while when he was here, and I was not impressed. Well, it an Omni Law like was, Assassin's Creed One, yeah, and the character models were ugly. Well, that's what Omni Law was saying. He finished it, I think. I, th- I believe he finished it. Um, but he was saying that he thinks that some of the character models just look flat out ugly. Uh, he, it sounded like the game is is laid out better, but he said toward the end he got so bored with it, it, it he really almost had to force himself to finish it. Yeah. I'll put it in the Gamefly queue alongside Darksiders, but I'm not in a hurry. Yeah, I, I'm just getting to that point where all I'm hearing about is Assassin's Creed 2 Game of the Year, Assassin's Creed 2 Game of the Year, and I'm, I'm wondering if people are just kind of... one of, it's, where it's one of those things where Assassin's Creed was a good starting point, but you know how basically every single mission was the exact same thing. You know, go and do detective work and look over the city and try to figure it out and then do the do the action and it was the same thing every time and that Assassin's Creed 2 is that much better than Assassin's Creed that people are kind of associating that with it's such a great game now that it should be game of the year yeah i don't know it worries me a little bit it could be <laughs> yeah yeah but i tweeted about it and got a lot of responses a lot of a lot of people loved it a lot of people hated it yeah um but uh, one guy had probably one of the wisest things anybody's ever said to me on Twitter. Or uh, in <laughs> wow, general. Infinity Devil tweeted me, and he said, "Why trouble yourself with games you don't that don't grab you right away? So much else to play that does." I mean, it's true. very true. It's it is very true, and you know, you say that. I saw that tweet today too, and it brought to mind that I still even haven't even cracked the plastic on Brutal Legend. So yeah. My plan right now is to probably work on finishing Ratchet and Clank a Crack in Time next. And mm-hmm. then I'm hoping to either crack Brutal Legend or if I see you soon enough, I might grab the Saboteur from you and try it out. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. It's kind of nice having yeah, this little lull. <laughs> Saboteur is one of those where I'm like, you know, it's a cool game and I actually like it. I don't think I'm ever going to go back and finish it. Right, right. 
So I'm looking at my backlog, and that's probably going to be one of my New Year's resolutions, is that... I mean, Nabashin inspired me with this whole Valkyria challenge, too, because I'm going back to play Valkyria Chronicles, and I need to either get through a bunch of games in my backlog or get rid of them. And I mean, I like having my game collection, but I pretty much try to... I want to keep my collection pared down to, like, the games I truly love that even if I don't go back and play, I want to have them for whatever reason. Right. Uh... But there's a lot of games in my collection that I really like, like the Overlord games. I liked them a lot, but now I'm kind of thinking, am I really going to go back and play them? Well. Not so sure. The problem is I've done that before, and then, and this is me. This, I mean, you're not the same as I am on, on this respect, but oh, I've gotten rid of, I think I am. I've gotten rid of some games, and then all of a sudden later on down there, I'm like, crap, I want that game now. Yeah, so. I'm on my third Genesis collection because I've collected and sold them off so many times. <laughs> So you're just an idiot. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of games, though, that I don't really consider classics. They're just games I like. And looking at my PS2 collection, it's the same way. Games I'm hanging on to, especially a lot of the JRPGs that I really would like to play because they're supposed to be so good. But at this point, a lot of them are getting dated. My tolerance for JRPGs seems to be lessening a little bit. That I am, I'm frankly, I don't have the time. I'll never have the time to go through 10, 50 hour RPGs. Right. So I got to figure out what I'm going to do. <laughs> Plus, I need money for uh, 2010 games. <laughs> Badly. It was, it was really funny because, well, by the time this show comes out, you know, both of our, our anticipated game lists will be up on um, our site. And when I was writing it, I was just awestruck at all the games that i want and i'm like thank god i don't like rpgs because i would never have time for either to play the rpgs or to play all these other games i mean my list is insanely big i I couldn't believe how many games and these are just the ones we know about we don't even know about all the shit coming Mm -hmm. out after e3 did you see the number of like rpgs and lengthy games in my yeah my most anticipated games list on our site you're boned I, I don't know, like, I finally took White Knight Chronicles off, because I'm I'm really interested in the game, and I liked what I played at E3, Yeah, but there's so many games coming out in that time frame, and want, there are ones I would rather play, or ones that I know I'm going to like, Well, actually, White Knight is set up pretty well, because it comes out in February, so it's kind of in that yeah, but lull. I'm, I'm still going to be, like, going through other games I need to finish at that point. Right, right, yeah. No, I, I, I think... I actually think some people at Sony are a little upset at Final Fantasy XIII's release as well. Because, I mean, that yeah, was set sure after... Yeah. But so. it's not like they can delay White Knight anymore because it came out in Japan how long Oh my long god. Ago? They've, they've waited way too long to get that game out over here. I, I just can't believe yeah. that the localization took that long, but what, what made it take so long apparently is all the other stuff they added. And they're actually going to re-release yeah. the game in Japan, blah, 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 but... Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, I am interested, and in, I mean, if you go to our site, by the time you hear this, both of our most anticipated games of 2010 lists will be up. Um, I won't go through them here because that's why we put them up on the site. Exactly. But uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff in there, and this is basically the stuff I'm really excited about. There's glaring omissions like Final Fantasy 13 and God of War 3, and like I say on there, not that I'm not interested in those. It's like, I know they'll be good. I know they'll yeah. be huge, so I find it harder to get super excited about them. <laughs> it's these other games that I'm like, see every every little preview on the internet, I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait for this game. You know, ooh, who's going to be revealed for Super Street Fighter 4 next? You know, that kind of <laughs> stuff. That, 
Well, and I, I mean, that even eaten up. even to pique people's interest, there's an RPG on my list. That's insane. There is an RPG on my list, and I'm insanely excited for it. I'm sure a few people know what I'm talking about, but seriously, Persona there's an 5. RPG on my list. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's get through these new news items. Uh, pretty light this week. Uh, oh, this first we one, done. huh? News? We didn't even start it yet. Uh, I thought we were done with the show. Yeah, well, <laughs> depending on my throat, who knows? Uh, first one is pretty cool. Uh, we, we've actually talked to these guys a couple times, uh, trying to maybe get some coverage of uh, a few of their games, but Half Brick Studios, out of, I believe they're out of Australia, is uh, actually released the soundtrack to their uh, PSP Minis game, Blast Off. Uh, so we'll put the link out there, but it's out on joystick.com. Uh, but they actually, you know, use the BitTorrent client of your choice, like he says, and you can get the the entire soundtrack in either uh, MP3 or Apple lossless format. So pretty sweet. It's all free. It's it's not even a pay soundtrack. So very very cool. More video game music for your listening pleasure. And David Jaffe tweeted today that he loves that game. I've heard it's balls nasty tough after a while though. Really? Yeah. Like even on medium, it's it gets really really tough. Oh snap. Uh, hey, I'm all right with that, though. So, yeah, it's not much more to say tough. about it, but it's cool. I mean, you know, sh- the Shatter soundtrack went down to a buck. We actually had a couple of free. If you bought it, they sent you a uh, voucher to give it away for free, so I yeah. gave a couple away. And, um, you know, we got the Gravity Crash soundtrack, which isn't out for purchase yet, but it is going to be soon, I think. I think it, it might be when the PSP game's coming. Uh, and we should have some news on the PSP version of Gravity Crash as well very soon, from what it sounds like. Sweet. But it's just great because I have this whole section on my iPod now and on my iPhone just for video game music, and I ripped a bunch of the music for my TurboGrafx CDs and a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm actually getting into that into that mode now where I'm listening to video game music in the morning driving to work. Hmm. Yeah. I've actually been listening to both Gravity Crash and Shatter soundtracks a lot lately. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually got the Gravity Crash soundtrack in my head right now. <laughs> Nice. All day, I've just heard a couple of songs from that soundtrack. It's pretty well, Jess cool. and I were debating it, because she prefers Shatter by far. Yeah. And I'm kind of torn, because I really like both. I think Gravity Crash's music is put together much better right. and more mature. But she she thinks it's more ambient. And I don't know if I'd call it ambient, but I think I do agree that Shatter is easier to just listen to when you want to listen to, like, you know, something that's not just background music. I could agree to that. Yeah. Although I've been listening to Gravity Crash more lately. It is, I think you put it perfectly, it's a lot more mature. I mean, it's done by somebody that, you know, has done game soundtracks for so long and is so good at it. And you got to remember that it's made for a certain game. And, and the music fits that game so well. And, and that's kind of one of the reasons I really like it. Because when I'm playing that game, it just it fits. You know, you're just... It, it's in the moment, and when you're playing the game, it just it works. So it, it doesn't distract you from the game at all, and I, I just really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there you go. Mm-hmm. All right, on to the next one, which is pretty big news. Yeah, Final Fantasy thirteen broke all sorts of Japanese software sale records, as if you couldn't guess it would do that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, it reached 1,501,964 units by the end of the week. Jesus. 
So more than double the life-to-date totals of the platform's previous bestseller, Metal Gear Solid 4, in just four days. That is fucking nuts. Now, of course, you'll you'll see some articles that say, well, I think it was Final Fantasy ten or twelve sold more in the same amount of time, blah blah blah. But you know, that game came out a lot later in the in the console's life cycle and there were a lot more consoles on in homes by well, then. So, twelve did. Ten came out a lot earlier in the PS2's life. I don't think yeah, but did ten do that number two? I don't know for sure. Yeah, I don't know either. I thought it was twelve. Yeah, but by the time twelve came out, like everybody in Japan had a PS two. True. A lot more people got a PS3 this the, that week, though, too. Yeah. So they, they didn't release the 360 version there, correct? No, it's exclusive to PS3 in Japan, and they said pretty much forever it's going to be exclusive to PS3 over there. Wow. Yeah. So hmm. and, and it looks cool. I, I watched some streams and um, watched a couple like actual recorded videos. It looks damn good. So, it does, but have you been reading a lot of the backlash that's coming out about it now? Yeah, something about some some texture work seems kind of eh. And oh, uh, not even that. The fact that it's completely linear or linear for an RPG, ah. even by Final Fantasy standards, like there's very little side quest stuff. It's pretty much point A to point B through the entire thing. Well, I so remember you're, you're essentially I, playing a movie. Yeah, that's they've slowly too. been turning Final Fantasy into. Well, one one thing I saw was somebody put uh, a bunch of maps up for the different dungeons, and they were all straight line. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a little worrisome, it's especially for how long they've been working on this game. Yeah, and I honestly... I mean, the battle system actually does sound a lot of fun, and I liked what we saw in that Japanese preview that came with uh, the Advent Children Blu-ray. Right. So I think that's going to end up what, be, what carries me through this, because the story... I've heard ups and downs about the story. I, I've avoided all spoilers and just like read some generalized impressions and reviews. Um, plus, uh, actually, Bleak Harvest said he may do some preview stuff for us. Cool. I don't know if Martin's going to be able to. Poor Martin. His computer yeah. is just... <laughs> he's he's having a rough time. So hang in there, buddy. Yeah, his computer keeps crashing on him. And we were, we were on... Last night talking, because he was trying to show me how he captures video, and like every five minutes, the damn thing would crash on him. It sucked. Oh, poor guy. That sucks. But hey, we'll we'll get some impressions of the Japanese FF thirteen some way yeah, or another. Definitely, definitely. Maybe we can get Roy mm-hmm. back to talk about. It. I think he got it. I think he did too. Yeah, Ooh, maybe he and Bleak could do it. They kind of know each other too, so we could get like a little round robin going. I mean, every now and then when we're recording, mm. I need a nap anyway, so. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, this last one, which actually is one of the newer ones, uh, Kotaku is reporting that it looks like we're probably going to get some more co-op for Uncharted 2. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In a recent uh, interview uh, with G4, Evan Wells uh, said, quote, so far, so for the, for future DLC, could we add more co-op, probably more in the arena-style type of gameplay, like our survival and our gold rush modes? And he says the objective-style co-op that we have, where that we have, where we have those little narrative moments, it's something that we are considering and we'd really like to do. But it's much, much bigger investment of time because we have to do a lot of motion capture with the actors and record a lot of voices. So we could absolutely want. Boy, this is written really horribly. So we would absolutely <laughs> want make sure want to make sure, I guess it was supposed to say, that we talk to our community and make sure that there was the proper demand for it. 
I'm going to say right now there's the proper demand for it because the co-op is amazing in Uncharted 2. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. You know what's really sad? I haven't even touched it in the retail version. Really? Yeah. I, I haven't played it much. I wanted to play during Extra Life, and we never got around to it, which sucks. But uh, I'm, I'm ashamed, because I love the co-op, I love the multiplayer and that, and I've, I barely touched it since that game yeah. came out. And it's really good. So, and I, I, I haven't finished it yet, either. I just haven't had time. So... I will eventually, though. Especially if they're going to bring out new stuff, because then I'll feel really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give us new stuff. Well, maybe you I and I and somebody else should get on there some night and just do it. We could do that. We could definitely do that. I'd be up for maybe it. Maybe this weekend. If I'm not, if I'm in town, yeah. I might have to go to Oshkosh. <laughs> uh, My mom got a new go phone, help. and she has to set it up with her email. And da, da, da. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think uh, one day, at least one day this weekend, we're going to go help Dop. Babyfy his house because his oh, things yeah. are impending very very soon. Dun 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 dun. All right, well we're on to what we've been playing. So uh, you want to go first? I didn't play anything. I'm just kidding. I actually played games this time. What? <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty uh, laid back, relaxing Christmas weekend. Uh, did some stuff with my family, but otherwise we just kind of chilled out and stayed around the house which is something we've been wanting to do for a while wish i could do that yeah uh let's let me think here uh i don't know if i'll try i'll try to break it down by days a little bit uh friday night i think it was i was playing valkyria chronicles most of the night and i must apologize to two hands revy because he kept uh messaging me on PSN because I'd mentioned I got that Dragon Ball Raging Blast game from Gamefly last week, and he's got it, and he wanted to do some co-op. But every time he messaged me, I was right in the middle of like a, a battle in Valkyria Chronicles, so I didn't really want to stop. Especially like Friday night, I was in the middle of Chapter 7, which is considered one of the hardest chapters in the entire game. Right. Like, even harder than the endgame stuff. And, it, oh, it lives up to that. Let me tell you, because I lost count of the number of restarts I did on that chapter. <laughs> it was so fucking hard. And I eventually just started every... Uh, the, the thing that's hard about it, once you have a strategy down, it's actually not that bad. It's just that the randomness of like being able to miss your shots and whatever, like one bad turn can just spell disaster for the entire battle. So I would start just like saving mid-battle because you can save and reload. And I don't really like to do that, but for this one I had to. Ah. So it, you know, I'd save it, and then if, I, if things started to go south, I would just reload it and go back. Finally passed it, got a B rank, no casualties, and uh, oh my god, that was just fucking intense. I was getting pissed, but I finally <laughs> got past it. Whoops. Uh, I played a little bit more than that. I think I'm like midway through chapter eight now, and then I ended up playing other stuff all weekend. Nice. Uh, I never did get to play Dragon Ball with Revy, but Jess and I tried some of the split screen co-op in it, and we had to stop because it was making us motion sick. Wow. I don't know what it is, but with a screen split. And uh, it's Dragon Ball Z, so you're, like, flying around really fast, flying up in the air, and, like, shit, you know, like, the camera will spin around right? when you're trying to target and whatever. Oh, my God. Like, she started first, and then I just started being like, I can't even look at the screen right now. Holy shit. It was so bad. And I played the demo, and single player wasn't that bad. I haven't really touched single player in it yet. But honestly, it's not that fun. 
Hmm. So I don't know if I'm going to bother or just send it back to Gamefly. Right. I don't know. So my apologies, Revy. I may not get to play it with you after all. Uh, what else did I play? Uh, Saturday was our fighting game day. Jess, I introduced Jess to Street Fighter Three Third Strike. She'd never played it before. And she took to it pretty quickly. She picked up a Buki. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those who don't know, she actually she plays Street Fighter Four, and she's she's decent. Oh yeah, and she plays Cammy, and she's at her best when she's just like brutally aggressive and doesn't let up. And she plays Ibuki really, really well like that. Just like she tore me apart a couple of rounds. Like when I was trying, when I was actually trying, I'm just like, holy shit! Nice. So if a if Ibuki does make it into Street Fighter Four. As, as Super Street Fighter 4, as rumored, yeah, that's going to be one of her characters. And I might have to pick up Dudley, because I was playing him a lot, and I'm like, damn, he's actually a good character. That's cool. Um, we played a bunch of Darkstalkers as well, and I don't think we never actually did get around to Street Fighter 4, because we are going to play some of that, because our interest has been revitalized after Trickman's Basement Bash. But <laughs> we, never, we never did get around to it this weekend. We just played the other stuff. She's She really likes Street Fighter 3. And I'm thinking we need to start like an online petition because uh, Ono, the producer of Street Fighter 4, said in an interview like a month or two ago that something about he knows people love Street Fighter 3 and he'd be interested in like revisiting it as like a Street Fighter 3 fourth strike kind of thing. Right. They need to fucking contract with Capybara Games, the Critter Crunch guys, have them do the sprite work to like add characters and whatever. Yeah. And make make a 2D game. I don't want it, them to redo it all in high res because Jesus Christ, that's got like eight billion frames of animation. It'll take eight years to get it out. <laughs> they yeah. just like keep it chunky pixels because it still animates beautifully and it looks fucking good. It's still pixelated, but who cares? It looks great. Do do what they did with like Marvel versus Capcom too, right? But you know, have have Cappy like do frames and add animation or new characters and stuff to old characters and goddamn, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> no okay um what else did i play must think now i played more sakura wars we'll talk about that in a minute as well as heavy rain oh demon souls sunday night actually sunday most of the day i had planned to get back to valkyria chronicles but then i'm like oh shit they had the whole white tendency weekend for oh Demon's yeah souls. yeah so i threw it in like i'm not very far in this run uh so i i didn't think i'd be able to do much and i really couldn't like i mostly was able to do the stuff in the first world for uh the white tendency which opens up this whole new area and stuff but i got fucking addicted to it again i played it all day so wow. god i love that game yeah i mean it, it still pains me that i couldn't transfer my character over from the uh, oh, the preview, the preview one, yeah. copy they sent us but at the same time like i fucked up a bunch of stuff in the build of that character so it doesn't really matter so i'm doing i'm playing this one smarter nice. i just haven't gotten very far oh god I, I need to start playing that again i'm so torn between like playing that valkyria chronicles mass effect dragon age i got so many games going right now and speaking of pc games like i said last week steam had that gigantic holiday sale oh which i think god. is still going on yeah it goes on until i think oh. like january 3rd or 4th or something yeah i spent money there's it's insane i mean yes. you can get that whole adventure pack from lucasarts for like four bucks no it was like two and a half i bought it <laughs> it's it's got two awesome indiana jones games even i mean like loom is in there too which i have the turbo graphics and CD, the dig. which is way better and the dig 
So, I mean, the dig is awesome. It was a, it was actually a, a, a it was going to be a movie. Steven Spielberg was going to make it a movie, and he never yeah. did. He just did the game. But you know, you got Indiana Jones: Fate of Atlantis, which is one of my all time favorite adventure games ever. I mean, it's just awesome. Yeah. And I mean, Loom. Like I said, I probably wouldn't play Loom because I have the Turbo Graphics one. And the music's way better on the Turbo Graphics one. But mm-hmm. for two and a half bucks, my God, some of these. Oh yeah, some of these pack and like the whole id pack right now is like forty bucks. Forty. You can or get the Unreal pack for like thirteen. That's got yeah. all the Unreal games. It's just in it. it's an insane sale on Steam. So if and you have a PC, it like, oh. God damn, I'm kind of happy I have a PC that can sort a game right now. <laughs> no kidding. But I bought what else? Did I buy? I bought Outrun 2006 for like three bucks. Wow. Because I have it on PSP and I actually like it a lot. Yeah, but I'm like, hey, I can actually pump this to my TV and play it there. And let me just say, like, the menus look like fucking shit in huh. uh, when you play it on there, like up at 1080p or 720p. But the in-game graphics look awesome. Nice. So I do recommend that. I picked up. Well, I did pick up that Lucas Arts pack. I picked up Indigo Prophecy for like three bucks because I've never played it before, and I'm actually curious to try it out before the full version of Heavy Rain comes out. Play the first half and then stop. That's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard too. So we'll we'll see. Ah, uh, shit! What else? I got uh, Machinarium, which is another like recent adventure game with these beautiful hand drawn graphics. Uh, I think it was like ten bucks, but I'm like, okay, I've been I've had my eye on that for a while, and like I said, I'm new to adventure games, so I'm trying to like get a bunch. I have a backlog of them now because I've found so many cheap. Like I bought Monkey Island Special Edition for five when it was on sale one right, time. Right. Right. But I bought I bought the PC version of Chronicles of Riddick Dark Athena for like six. Yeah, I might pick that one up myself because mouse control in that game for me would be awesome. That's what did it for me. Uh, and my computer actually can't run that one super smooth, but I think it still looks a little better than it did on PS3. But I, I figured six bucks, mouse and keyboard control, I'll cut my losses. Exactly. Or your losses because you picked that one up for me. <laughs> did I? Oh, that's right, <laughs> I, I did. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Target. It was so Thanks. cheap at Target, though. It was like 13 bucks. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I think I got a couple other things. Like, I just added to my PC backlog, which is ridiculous. Oh, I picked up uh, King's Bounty Armored Princess. Nice. And I I bought the first King's Bounty a couple months ago when it was on sale at, like, Gamer's Gate. Still haven't played that. So, I bought the sequel for 10 even though I haven't finished the first... I even played the first one. Right. So, yeah, there's more backlog games. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. I I almost bought another copy of Torchlight for five bucks just to gift to somebody, but then I didn't. You could have gifted <laughs> it to me. No, I'm just kidding. Damn it. I could have, actually. No! I, I don't want to play a dungeon crawler. Oh, it's so good, though. I don't like dungeon crawlers. So, I'm just... I'm I'm keeping an eye because they they update the Steam sale every 24 hours now. They have, like, daily deals. Yeah. I'm waiting for Street Fighter Four. Because I it, actually would like to get the PC version of it. It was on sale, but not. It was like thirty. It was like thirty bucks. I saw Gamers Gate has it like a Christmas sale through uh, December thirty first for twenty. Oh wow! But I'm hoping Steam puts it up for a little cheaper than that. Because I'll be triple dipping on it. Because I, I sold <laughs> off my three sixty one, which I kind of regret now. But I've still got it on PS three. But I, Why I do like you regret all it. You're going to get the new one in like June or whatever. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to rebuy that one on 360. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. All the mods are cool, and I actually set up GGPO this weekend so you can play fighting games online. I didn't oh, nice. play anything online, but it works pretty well. Uh, fuck. 
I probably played more stuff, but I'm forgetting. It was a lot of gaming this weekend, which was good because I hadn't been able to do that in a while. Yeah, no kidding. I wish I could have done that. Uh, for me, it was a lot of movies, so I'll just go through the movies first because uh, I went on a Blu-ray blitz at Best Buy. They had tons of Blu-rays on sale, but uh, hmm. picked up The Hangover a couple about a week ago. Ended up watching that again because uh, Rock hadn't seen it yet. It was kind of cool because for I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's stuff that happens later in the movie that when you have seen it once, you see stuff earlier like, oh my god. So it was kind of cool to see that again. Uh, still a funny movie. Uh, watched, I actually for 12 bucks got the Seth MacFarlane's comedy cavalcade of cartoons, uh, which hmm. is all these little like one or two minute clips that he had made for the web for free. And originally it was all sponsored by Burger King. And it's just these little web clips, like little comedy clips, and most of them are really good. Like, there's one where it's two minutes of Fred Flintstone sitting on the shitter, and all you hear is all the grunts and groans and whatever noises, and then all of a sudden you hear this big plop, and Fred Flintstone goes, her, 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 her. But it's hilarious. I don't know why, but eh, it's toilet humor. Uh, so we watched all that. We also I also picked up the DVD for um, the new Family Guy parody of Empire Strikes Back, which was fantastic. Hmm. Better than the first one. I mean, fantastic. So, uh, watched that, and, and I honestly just really loved it. Uh, also watched, uh, went and saw Sherlock Holmes on Christmas Day, uh, you know, that night. And, man, exceeded my expectations. I, I honestly loved the movie to death. I would go see it again, which I might actually go see it again. And <clears throat> I'm definitely buying it on Blu-ray, but I, I thought the acting was superb. The story was great. Uh, I mean, it's action. It's it's more action than you would get like in an actual uh, Sherlock Holmes book. But the, the character was done really well, and I, Guy Ritchie did a great job. It was awesome. So I I honestly nice. really really liked it. Um. So all right, I think that's all the movies I watched. <laughs> um, <laughs> gaming wise, didn't do a lot because I didn't take any games to my parents. So it was all PSP and, and PSN games. So I played a bunch of Gravity Crash. Uh, but I played on a new PS3, so I like started over. Uh, played some more Pixel Junk Shooter again. Started over because I was on their P- PS3. Uh, also played a little bit of uh, crap. I can't remember what the heck it was. Let's see. There was that. There was that Pixel Junk Shooter. Oh, um, uh, Shatter, which is kind of funny. I was playing it there, and then I've been trying to get. Uh, streaming working from the PC with the high-def video capture card that we got. So I was mm-hmm. dicking around with it last night, and I was talking to Martin for a while. You know, We were trying to figure things out. And I said, well, screw it. I'm just going to try the, the the streaming. So I, I hooked it up to Justin TV, and I was messing around with it. And I was playing Gravity Crash for a while, and a couple of people watched, and they're like, oh, it looks really good. And then I noticed that I had the video settings wrong. So I went in and, and changed that, and it's essentially high-def now. So I got that running, and, and I put Shatter on. They're like, holy crap, this looks really good. I'm like, yeah, I changed the settings. So I'm sitting there playing it, and I, 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 my phone rang or something, so I really didn't pay attention. I was on the phone. I was just playing the game. Hung up the phone, and I just totally forgot that I was streaming it, and I ended up beating the game last night, which I've never beat the ah. game before. So, And I'm on my other <laughs> PS3 that's not even on the network. So now the Aww. new trophies I got and everything else are still stuck on there, but it was just it was hilarious because all of a sudden I see off on the on, in the corner of my eye, Martin was still on, and he goes, "Well, now I don't want to play it again. I've, I've seen the ending." <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad, but uh, yeah, it's that's a great game. And the funny thing is, I was playing 
Gravity Crash on here, but I was trying the uh, dual stick control scheme, and I suck at it. I, I'm just really bad at it. But it was kind of funny because it's easier to fight the bosses with that. But my tendency was to not realize that I was still pointed in a certain direction for flying, and I was hitting walls like crazy. Also, landing's a lot tougher the way that control scheme works. Because the, the traditional one, you don't accelerate, you don't fire your rockets until you hit, a, hit X. So you have a lot more finite control over your ship. That was kind of funny, though, that I, that I went through and beat Shatter, and I wasn't even trying, really. Um, uh, Gravity Crash, and then on the PSP, played some more of the high-velocity bowling table, which I'm sucking right now. Playing a ton of the um, Pinball Hall of Fame Williams Collection. I, I just got into a kick of that again, so I've been playing that. Oh, also Zen Pinball on PSN. Um, yeah, Zen Pinball's so damn good. So it's, it was just like a pinball mania for for like two days. Uh, then also a bunch. I don't know why I got in this kick, but I was at my parents, and you know the whole Christmas thing is going on. I played like three hours of Gran Turismo PSP. I just couldn't get enough of it. I just sat there and I, I just I homed in like Rain Man and just played, 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 played. So man, that's good. I cannot wait till GT Five comes out. My God, that's gonna be awesome. Me too. Shut up. And quit tw- quit tweeting while we're while we're recording. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So yeah, I think that's about it for what I was playing. So we can just stop there. Okay, break time. <laughs> you probably want a break, don't you? You probably have a drink to fill. I do. All right. Well, Your we'll take a break. Is sounding better. Uh, well, I've been sucking on, and you might have heard the little clicking here. I, I apologize if people are hearing that, but I've been sucking on these. Uh, Cock. Paul's, yeah, not <laughs> cock. You're not here. Uh, the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I've got the these, kind of Torgo time I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, that's right, baby. Uh, these Hall's uh, throat drops with whatever in them, so I've been sucking. So if you hear it clicking around, I apologize. But I'm trying it's to get not my, my mouse for once. Yeah, it's, it's not his mouse for one, one time, even though I'm sure you're going to hear that, too. Mm-hmm. So You know, I've gone through three mice, and nothing helps. God, you suck. Why can nobody hear me clicking? My mice suck. Huh? I don't know. What's the deal? I don't know. It's not like the mic is on the desk. The mouse uh, is like off to the side. I don't know what to it's tell you, It's a directional you, mic. Yeah, well. Obvi- well, you have, a, you have a more sensitive mic, though. That's what she said. Exactly. And with that, we'll take a break. When we come back, uh, Sakura Wars preview, Heavy Rain preview, Game of the Year reminder, and our On the Crap review of Echoes. You'll find our snack bar chock full of good things to eat and drink. Tasty, tempting hot dogs, thirst-quenching soft drinks, fresh, crunchy popcorn. You've plenty of time, so visit the snack bar now. All right, we are back, and it's time for Mark to talk his ass off. Because it's all you. It's all you. It's always all me. Which is funny, because my voice is coming back. No. So much for the Sega cast. Bum, 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 bum. Wait, oh, there we go. You know what I need? You know what somebody could have bought me for Christmas is like a thing that acts like a keyboard but only has like eight buttons on it just so I could hit them like I'm at a radio station. Because I always hit the wrong button on this thing. <laughs> now that's lazy. No, it's not lazy. It's just, uh, you know, fat, fat sausage fingers. <laughs> Although I guess, I guess I could just use the mouse and click on the shit, but then you might hear me clicking like crazy, like Mark always does. Just saying. 
<laughs> oh boy, you're t- you're getting worse than me. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> All right, oh, well, shit. Do your preview of Sakura Wars, bitch. All right, I'm probably going to repeat a lot of the stuff I said either last week or the week before, and I actually <laughs> remember when I talked about it now. Wow. But NIS was nice enough to send us a preview copy of Sakura Wars after we did the interview with them, and I've been playing it. It's very very cool. Uh, essentially, Sakura Wars is a strategy RPG. Uh, actually, it's more strategy and lighter on the RPG. Mixed with, I don't want to say it's a dating sim, but it but doesn't it's a always sim. seem that far <laughs> off from it. Yeah. So, essentially, you play 19-year-old uh, Shinjiro Taiga. You graduate from this Japanese military academy. And, it, oh, oh, well, let me back up a little bit. The game takes place in alternate Earth. It's like 1920s. There's these like steam-powered mechs and this energy source called Numa that everybody uses. And the first uh, couple Sakura Wars games that were Japanese only took place in Tokyo and I think Paris. So this one's set in New York. So after Shinji graduates, he gets sent by his like famous military uncle to New York to head up this brand new like secret branch of like whatever they're called that drive these mech things. And as I said on uh, either last week or the week before the covert operation is in a musical theater. So you team up with all <laughs> these chicks who drive these mechs that put on shows during the day and you oh, take man. the tickets. <laughs> so it's crazy. You meet these girls, they have crazy personalities. There's the hard ass ones that don't like you cause you're a kid and they are expecting your, your like famous experienced military uncle to be the one coming or like the naive newbies who don't know any better and have just come to new york and it's all actually really well done i'm playing a preview disc so it's not 100 percent accurate yet like the translation is all there but there's still like some typos here and there but what's there is actually really well done they've done a great job translating it i'm playing with the english disc i also got the japanese one but i haven't been using that uh, and I honestly don't think the voice acting's that bad. Jess didn't like it when I was playing it. She thought some of the lines were really bad. But with any English adaptation of stuff like this, when it, you're screaming out like anime style like move names for right. your attacks, it always sounds a little awkward, in my opinion, anyway. So there's that. And uh, some of the stuff was kind of funny because. Some I think they had like placeholders for some of the audio because like clearly the wrong character was speaking for some of them, <laughs> so it was a little funny. But it's a preview disc, so there you go. Uh, but anyway, yeah, you, you meet these girls. There, there's a lot of dialogue scenes. There tons and tons of like talking head anime kind of stuff. There's animated sequences that are extremely well done. Most of it is you know kind of the anime portrait with the I think the mouth moves and that's about it. Right, But what they do to keep it kind of fresh is uh, they'll have dialogue options, like three different options. And the little meter around the dialogue box actually starts to fill up. And you have to pick a dialogue option. It's usually like a neutral, a negative, and a positive. And they will actually affect how the character you're talking to like sees you because you'll get these like friendship meters and stuff. Uh, it's really well done, and the first couple times it takes you by surprise because it fills. You know, it goes really fast. You have to pick mm. something fast. You're like, oh god, I got to skim these real quick. But it's nice, and it keeps things a little fresh as you're going through. And they kind of have mini gameish things in a few spots where you have to like twirl the analog sticks to like unscrew something, or 
it'll be like a meter. It's like, oh, can you pull that lever? So you're actually pushing on the stick, and you see a meter going up in the dialogue window hmm. that will determine whether or not you do it. And you can like purposely fail at it, too, if you want, I'm sure, but I didn't. <laughs> no, you uh, accidentally you like failed. A, yeah. <laughs> But I'm I'm somewhere in the second chapter now. Like you eventually get a camera and stuff, and your relationships with these women, you know, eventually you like prove yourself, and your relationship with them starts to improve. So it it's I don't know. It's really unique. I've never played like a dating sim kind of game, so I can't really compare that kind of stuff. But it's it's really interesting. And I had mentioned when I talked about it before, like my tolerance for JRPGs is kind of lessening a little bit. But it's mostly because it takes forever for them to say something. But at least here, like the, it's a goofy game. Obviously, I mean you're you're a theater troupe masquerading <laughs> as like Power Ranger mech drivers who fight evil. <laughs> so it's goofy enough and interesting enough that it doesn't really get old. And the little dialogue choices and stuff actually do th- keep things really interesting. Right. So I'm grateful for that. And uh, now I'll get to like the combat system, which is the real meat of the game, and. It's really cool. I wanted to look this up, and I completely forgot, but I thought I read somewhere that people who worked on this game went on to work on Valkyria Chronicles. Okay. Uh, This game is actually older. It came out a while ago in Japan. Ah, Uh, But in the battle system, it's not that similar to Valkyria, but I get a similar vibe from it. Because in Valkyria, Valkyria, you've got the meter where you run around that it basically determines like how far you can move. Right. In this, you have a similar meter that's actually segmented, which also determines how far you can move. But each segment also represents an action, and certain actions take more points. Where in Valkyria Chronicles, you can only attack once per character's turn. This one, you can attack multiple times. In fact, if you can string together four or five normal attacks, it basically does a combo that does a lot more damage. But then you also have like a super meter, where if it's full, you can do your super attack. You've got combo attacks, where you can team up with one of the other girls and do some like devastating attack. And they're all animated pretty well. Uh, it's your typical anime stuff where you like see the character portrait or an animated one where they'll like spout some like cheesy lines and then like unleash the giant attack. But it's, <laughs> I find it highly entertaining. I know that thing kind of, that's not the same. Yeah. Not everybody likes that sort of thing. That's what I was trying to say, <laughs> but I, I think it's pretty cool. Huh. Uh, but the, the battle system works really well. It's pretty strategic. So you kind of have to watch your placement and, how like much of your meter that you're using and like you have other options like healing yourself or healing your teammates and whatever but the uh, the battle engine's all in 3d looks pretty good uh everything loads super fast i was pretty impressed by that actually because it's it's a ps2 game you know also we i suppose but yeah loads really fast um so like i said i'm in chapter two uh i really have uh, much more to say about it at this point but we know it's going to be 40 bucks on PS2 and 30 right. on the Wii. Right. The PS2 version is going to be like the special edition that has like the Japanese voice disc and all that. And it's coming out in March, which is already a very loaded month, but I don't think people should ignore this game. Cool. I, this is going to be a great great swan song to the PS2's RPG library and it's so unique and I I'd love to see it do well. I think I don't know. The the lower price points kind of tell me that, you know, they're NIS is putting their all into it, but they're putting lower price points, so hopefully it does sell well since it's, you know, PS2 and 
like stuff gets lost in the Wii's immense library pretty easily. Yeah. So I'm, I'm. It seems like they're pricing it to move, kind of. And I, I really implore people to pick this up if you're into JRPGs or anime style games because I'm having a blast with it. It's really, really good, and I can see why this series has been so immensely popular in Japan. I don't think a lot of it's going to go over quite as well in the U.S. and there's some of it that, I mean, the the talking scenes do get a little long-winded after a while, but they're not that bad. I mean, maybe not any worse than any other JRPG, really. Right. So, I don't know. It Right now, totally gets my recommendation. I'm torn between wanting to keep playing it and waiting for the, like, the full, complete version now. So, I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to do. I'll probably play a little more, because I'd like to get a more in-depth written preview up on our site. So, I'm going to try to do that this weekend. Yeah, do that, then send it to me. Yeah, I could do that, couldn't I? I could send you one of the discs because there's two. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks again to NIS. We really appreciate it. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now your official preview for, um, for Heavy Rain. I'm official. <laughs> and you're lame. Uh-uh. So, Heavy Rain. I talked about this one last week. A little but bit, I hadn't yeah. played it at that point. I, I watched you play it, and I watched Ricky play it. At this time, I've, I've actually played it. And uh, what I said last week was how surprising it was how different things were when you two played it. And now that I've played it, it's still different. Because I've seen things, so I tried out different options. And the the sheer number of ways that things can branch out is pretty impressive. Yeah. Just little things, you know, they're... It's filled with so many different choices that I don't know how they kept track of all of it when they were building this game. A lot of it's, post-it notes. Yeah, no kidding. But on top of that, like I'm not going to bring the hate, but I'm going to bring the uncertainty. Well, I, and I I'm think really I even not, conveyed some uncertainty. Yeah, I'm not sold on this. And like I, like I said before, I picked up Indigo Prophecy because I've never played it. And I'm curious to see how similar that is. Because if I had to sum up Heavy Rain so far, I would say it feels like a point-and-click adventure game with a clunkier interface and too many quick-time events. Hmm. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Just from watching the a bunch of videos of the PC version of um, the first game... Mm-hmm. You're you're going to be surprised at how much smoother and more in more interweaved heavy rain is. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is, and it, it's more immersive than your standard point and click adventure. Yeah, and I think that's what they were trying to do with the controls because everything is is very intimate with what you can do. You walk up to something, and it's not just pressing a button. It's like you have to turn the analog stick you know, up and like a quarter circle or something like that right? to make it, to convey the action. And I get that, but I keep waffling between, okay, this is interesting and I'm kind of getting into the character and well, this is kind of annoying. I would rather just hit a button and be done with it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not crazy about the interface. Yeah. It, it works, but it's not intuitive to me and it's a little clunky. I think some and, of the stuff uh, is intuitive, but I, I agree with you on some of the other stuff where you're like, really? I mean, do I need to do this and do this and do this? But at the same time, I see why they're doing it. I just don't know if that's going to work throughout, like, I don't even know how long the game is. Let's just say 12 hours as a placeholder. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's going to work for 12 hours, you know, or whatever. 
Um, but it's, it, there was a couple instances, I mean, when you were waiting in the police station and you bring up that brick wall thing, it was kind of mm-hmm. cool that you were actually the one doing those actions because you're you're supposed to be bored and, and it actually kind of get, gets you into that mindset as well. So I don't know. Yeah, it, and it works better in some chapters than others. There were ones yeah. where I thought it was really cool and I really got into it, and there's others where it's like this whole thing could have been a cutscene. <laughs> but so, then people would bitch about I, too I many cutscenes. <laughs> well, they're going to bitch about too many quick time events, in my opinion, because yeah. all of the action. I mean, everybody should know this scene preview is all the quick, all the action is quick time events. Basically, the nice thing is that it's not basically miss the button and fail. It's well, not necessarily. It's miss the button and it branches a different way. Right. Which is really cool because I reloaded a couple of the chapters and did things differently because I wanted to see how it would play out. And it, it's really nice and cool the way they did that. But I, 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 I'm one of the few people who probably doesn't completely hate quick time events, but a whole game based around it, I'm not sure how much I'm going to get into. See, Heavenly Sword maybe kind of hate them, but I thought they were easier to deal with than Heavy Rain. So they were more acceptable. Oh, heavy Rain's much more forgiving, especially yes. because you don't necessarily fail when you miss one. And they're different. So I don't know. The way they're implemented is cool, too, because it's very contextual to what's going on. And a lot of it actually feels, I don't want to say natural, but that's my my gut reaction to it, I guess. Like, certain things, will you'll have to react to something like hit certain buttons or joystick movements that actually feel like they should be there. Right. For that that sort of quick time event. Um I don't know. Overall, like this game reminds me of Shenmue. The old, you know, Sega Dreamcast yeah. game and Xbox game. Because it's got all these little things that try to make it like a real world, stuff that's inconsequential to the game that you can do. I said this last time too. But so many things like opening the fridge or making a cup of coffee in the microwave. Just stuff that doesn't even matter that you can skip doing completely. Sure. Uh, I don't know. It, it's cool. I, I'm so tor- like I am just torn on this game because on the one hand I'm like, wow, that's really cool that they did that. And on the other hand, I'm like, well, they're just kind of wanking off and showing what they can do. Why did they even <laughs> bother? I don't know. I I don't know what to think of this game. And the Shenmue comparison, like at least Shenmue had like the really cool Virtua Fighter inspired combat system in it, <laughs> which this doesn't. <laughs> well, I mean, so, like I said, the biggest thing with, with me with this is. That preview stopped at the exact point where it probably needed to stop because, personally, I'm completely in that mode where I want to see where the story's going. I mean, it's Definitely. it's almost like they gave us the first chapter of the book and then they said, "All right, now you got to pay for the rest or whatever." And I'm just totally hooked into the story where I, I'm personally not sold on the game as well, but I'm sold enough because of the story and where it might go and where it might lead that I really want to play more of it. Yeah, I will agree that the story is probably what's going to carry this game. And I think when the when the full version's out and the reviews come out, I think people are going to be divided on this. Oh, definitely. And some people are going to be like, it's a game changer. This is gaming unlike anything before. And other people are going to be like, it's a really fancy and complete tech demo. But I don't know if it's much more than that. Hmm. I, maybe that's... No, that that's being... I don't know. It's more than a tech demo for sure. But it, you know what I mean. Like it's it's, it's very well off. thought out. But I think I think a lot of what they're trying to do is going to be lost on some people that are so used to only playing Call of Duty and only playing Killzone Two and only playing very action oriented games. And I think that 
their core audience isn't a huge audience. And yeah. I think that's but, you where know, they're th- going to... Does, this is a very passive game. Because yeah. even the action with being quick time events, it's not really action, in my opinion. It's an interactive story, which yeah. is why I compare it to like a point-and-click adventure game. It's just an evolution of that. I'm just not necessarily convinced it's the right evolution. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you got to have one of these middle-of-the-road steps to actually get to that next big generation. That's very true. And I will reiterate that they got to do something about the voice acting. <laughs> but it's like, not the voice acting all the way through. It's it's a it's because I really like the detective. Some of the characters just are not good. Well, I, yeah, I I know, and and I, and, think uh, I said the same it, thing. It worries me because well, this comes out in February. Uh yeah, twenty sixth, I think. Because some of it, I'm just like, oh, this must be just a placeholder till they get the real voice actor in there. But it really worries me. Some of the lines are delivered so out of context and so bizarrely. I don't yeah. know, like the private, the, the PI, he has a couple of them. He just kind of mumbles out that are just really weird. And like, oh, can you tell me about that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, a few of us have, have already speculated that maybe things are a certain way in this preview disc that are completely different in the game in terms of what's actually going on compared to what you're seeing. So I don't know. I mean, yeah. it could be that bad, and, and it could be, you know, you get a few characters that really aren't the greatest uh, voice actors, or it could be the other end of the spectrum where, oh my god, they're they're totally screwing with our heads. You know, this is like lost or whatever. Well, else. yeah, I think it's, it is going to end up being a big mind fuck. I think. Well, we already saw a couple of mind fucks in the preview. Yeah, I was like, what and, the uh, fuck? Yeah, I I've read about the twist in Indigo Prophecy at one point. I don't really remember what it was anymore, but it it was kind of i remember it being like a completely out of left field kind of thing right which is why people say stop playing two-thirds into the game yeah so i i'm worried i just don't know what this is gonna do like i want to believe that they are trying to like fuck with you and your interpretation of what's going on in this preview right. at the same time i question why would they do that and it just makes me think that some of the stuff isn't up to snuff yeah, well, it's funny. I, th- I think some of that comes from the fact that more than a couple of us have already said that I think they've shown too much in the trailers that they've released already, but at the same time, again, maybe they're just trying to pull one of these switcheroos on you where the stuff they're yeah. showing you in the trailer either isn't even in the game, like the taxidermy stuff. That's not even in the real yeah. game. Um, yeah. Or, you know, it's it, you just don't know. And I don't know if that's the right way to go with this game, but at the same time, maybe it's the perfect way to go with this game because of what's actually going on. Yeah, it's... Well, with a story-driven game, that actually makes a lot of sense because they don't want to give anything away beforehand. Exactly. So So I'm I'm curious about the final product. At this point, it's it's still on my radar, but it's not a day one for me. I want to see what the reviews are like and what other people think. There's three out of the four main characters I actually give a crap about. (laughs) Yeah, the whiny dad. Eh, uh, I'm not really hooked on uh, that guy yet, but um, it's 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 really odd though because I mean I I did get pulled in to a, a few of the characters and and uh, you know the story is one of the things like you said I think I think the story is really going to be what this game's foundation is all about and you know pile onto that some in, insanely good video visuals overall. I mean there's a couple scenes where it's a little weird, mm-hmm. but. I'm kind of mixed on the visuals. I didn't find them well, but at the same time, as impressive as the hype made it. They wouldn't let us do they're, they're, screenshots or anything from it, so it might be that it's not polished yet. 
on the preview disc. Well, they're good looking, and I think they will actually be improved in the final version. Yeah. Which is why I'm not commenting on them too much. Because, I mean, it's a preview. There's some frame rate issues and stuff, but that that's all due to it being a preview disc. Right. So I don't really want to comment on that. And I honestly think they're they're going to touch up the graphics a little bit. Which, I, I, I mean, there's only certain isn't... sections where that wouldn't even need, need to be touched up. I mean, like... Yeah. Most I have a feeling this is awesome. an older build of the game, too. I wouldn't doubt that. I think the crash bug that everybody's getting is, is in, in, in an indication of that. Yeah. Yeah. So... so I think that's right. enough heavy rain talk. Well, I thanks for bringing the hate. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, we're slightly divided, slightly unified on it, I guess. Um. Well, like I said, I'm not completely sold on the game either but i honestly really want to see where the story goes i mean they've got me so yeah. that, that's really what it, what it is <clears throat> um all right well let's let's move on here um first off just well, want to I'm mention done. are you done you said you were done you said it was enough no, i thought we we're done with the show no we're not done with the show yet you dumbass god damn it god you're a moron sometimes oh, i don't know how i deal with you anymore <laughs> all right well uh up on our website, and this is only going to be up for about another... When, when are we going to end this? Are we going to end this next week sometime? Yeah, I thought we are we're going to do, do this for the next show? Next week. Yeah, is I that what the, so. Okay, well, uh, all right. We'll, we'll end voting on Monday at, I don't know, 7 p.m. Central Time. How about that? Sounds good to me. So that'll be Monday the... Hold on, let me look at my calendar here. Monday the 4th at uh, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We'll end voting... And this is for the Game of the Year awards that we're going to do this year. We we didn't do it last year, but we're going to do it this year uh, for Game of the Hell Year 2009. Yeah. Uh, a lot of different categories, including best PSP game, best graphics, uh, action adventure, sports game, RPG, best shooter, uh, best sound design, fighting game, puzzle game, online multiplayer, PSN game, and Game of the Year, of course. Uh, we only have six per category, and I'm already getting shit for, you know, why wasn't Killzone 2 in best visuals? Why wasn't this game here? Yeah. Why wasn't this game here? We, if you saw the original list, you would know why we had to make certain judgment calls on some of these categories. Uh, either we wanted to make sure that a game that's not in a lot of categories, like an Uncharted Two or a Killzone Two, is in something because it, it deserves, you know, some kind of chance to win one of these awards. So, you know, we had to make sacrifices, and, and yes, Killzone Two, I still say, is one of the best looking games of two thousand nine on any system. But mm-hmm. uh, it's in a lot of other categories, and <clears throat> we just did it this way. So, and a lot of it's based on our personal opinion too, not necessarily. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, where there, I was there's going not with a good that. way to take a bunch of. I mean, there's not an easier way to take a bunch of. Uh, like, send us your list, and we'll compile that. And oh my god, right. I don't have that kind of time. So exactly. Yeah, but uh, it only takes a minute. You do not have to create a login to do this. So for all you people that don't want to create an account for a site, you don't have to do this. Go to psnation.org. Up on the top, uh, you'll see a GOTY 2009. Click on that. There's a bunch of different uh, categories and selections. Basically, you know, you go to the first category, pick one, hit select. Go to the next one, hit select, boom, boom, boom. Takes like a minute or two. Uh, Herc said it took him a minute and eight seconds because he was being a wise ass today. So, <laughs> Henry did a great job with the banners for this stuff. Oh too. my god, that was awesome! Yeah, so our thanks to Henry for for putting up with our bullshit again, and um, he he put up all these little banners for all the games and everything. Really, really nice. So get out there, please vote. Uh, you know, make your voice heard. These awards do 
I mean, the developers do find out about these awards. Uh, you know, Richard Lamarchand came on two years ago when we gave Uncharted Game of the Year, and 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 he was on right after we did that. And uh, it, it's it's kind of cool because we wanted to make sure that the community was involved in the, in this voting. And and you know, these this is these are your choices for for the selections, not ours. I mean, we made we did the categories and we mm-hmm. did the nominations, but you're the ones voting. So yeah, well, I'm still going to give like my top games of the year personally too. Oh, I probably will too, but. Yeah, I think next week, since there probably won't be any news again, we'll probably just be talking about that, this stuff anyway. Yeah. So just make sure you get and maybe talks. some Bayonetta impressions if I manage to get it right away. Yeah, good luck with that. Well, <laughs> all the stores have it already, so they should be hurt. That's true. <laughs> selling it on release day. You're going to be getting a used copy day one. Probably. Ooh, I should look for one. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, enough of that. But, uh, yeah, please get out there. Um, it's on, like I said, psnation.org, right on top, GOTY 2009, and just vote real quick, please. And we'll have that for the show next week. So, um, all right. Our buddy Zavari came through again, almost missed the deadline this week. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he got all loaded last night and did this review. So, you're going to hear a couple of times where he kind of pops in the microphone because I think he had it too close to his face. But uh, And then he emails me. I don't know if you, if you noticed this, Mark, but he <laughs> emailed uh, last night said, okay, here's my review. Except he forgot to attach it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, gee. Pretty light review. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, another one in our series of On the Crapper Reviews. And this week it's Echoes, one of the PSP mini titles. Hi, I'm Zvari, and I play my PSP when I'm on the Crapper. This is On, on the, the Crapper, Crapper Reviews. reviews. Today we'll be looking at Echoes, which you can find in the PlayStation Store for $2.99. I want to start by saying I had a really hard time writing this review. I usually find something to be critical about in every game that I play. I also find it easier to criticize than to praise. I guess it's because I'm a pretty cynical guy. It's not often that a game comes along that draws me in with such addictive play and has so few flaws that I can hardly say anything negative about it. Every time I sat down to write, I felt like my review made me sound like a mindless shill. I need to be clear here, this review is made up of my own opinions. It's not my job to sell this game to you. That being said, I think you should buy it. If you don't already have Echoes on your PSP or PS3, I have to assume it's because you've never heard of it. Allow me to take this opportunity to inform you that Echoes is one of the most entertaining little games I've played all year. You shouldn't think twice about dropping $3 to download this excellent minis title. Out of the half dozen minis I've played since they launched in October, Echoes is the standout best among the pack. The only category I can think of to put Echoes in is action slash puzzle. You control a young girl from a top-down perspective who's thrust into a world of crystals. She collects the crystals by touching them, and when she does, a ghostly echo appears. The echo retraces the path you took to the crystal and back. Touching that echo causes you to lose a life. It's a relatively simple premise that opens up a lot of frantic, intense puzzle action over the game's four modes. Arcade is the meatiest mode, with 22 levels divided among four worlds. It's the only mode unlocked when you start the game, and this is good because it's designed to introduce you to all the game's core concepts. It functions extremely well as a tutorial. Each stage gives you a certain number of gems to collect and three lives. The goal is simply to collect all the gems without losing all your lives, but you're also ranked on how fast you complete the level. 
The other three modes are Jackpot, Survival, and Clockwork. Jackpot gives you a fixed time limit to collect as many crystals as possible. You have infinite lives. The catch here is that you get points each time you collect a crystal, and each crystal increases exponentially in value so long as you don't hit an echo. If you do, the point values reset. The goal here is to get as many points as possible, which means collecting as many crystals as you can without touching any echoes. Survival also gives you a time limit, but only gives you pulse crystals. These crystals emit an echo-destroying pulse in a small radius when you collect it. Any echo destroyed by that pulse also emits their own pulse, allowing you to destroy several echoes in a chain if they are positioned correctly. The more echoes you destroy, the more points you earn, including a big fat bonus if you clear the screen of all echoes. Clockwork mode is my favorite. You have no time limit and only one life. Each time an echo is created, it remains in place as if time is frozen. You use the shoulder buttons to move time forward or backwards for the echoes, moving them out of their way as you need them. It may sound far too easy, but in maps with many tight quarters, it can be extremely difficult to manipulate the echoes into moving out of the way without causing them to trap you. The goal in Clockwork is to collect as many crystals as possible without touching an echo. It's a fun twist on the mechanic of echoes after completing the other modes, and it's the one I go back to the most. The graphics are simple, but are by no means plain. The game sports an overall watercolor theme, and many maps look like a painting. The main character is represented primarily by the top of her wide-brimmed sun hat, with a very little slight and subtle walking animation. Anyone watching a game of Echoes without seeing the title screen first might easily mistake her and her incorporeal duplicates as simple circles. The maps themselves are beautiful. Most are like paintings, as I've said, but some are taken from architectural drawings and a couple are based on fractal images. They almost all contain simple shapes like a bird or a question mark, and wisely they all fit on a single screen. The Echoes are identical to the main character except that they are a translucent blue and are preceded by a dotted line indicated where they are headed. Overall, I found the graphics charming. Despite their simplicity, I never looked at them and thought, yep, this is a $3 game. The same can be said for the music. There are only three tracks, but I never got tired of hearing them. They are somewhat techno, but they are expertly arranged and layered with enough instruments that I felt like I was playing a more expensive game. If you don't believe me, take a moment to listen. What you're hearing in the background is one of the tracks from Echoes. I hope Half Brick Studios decides to release this music in some standalone format soon. The sound effects are simple. There's one for collecting a crystal and one for touching an echo. Both get the job done and I never really felt the need for more sound effects except for one place. The trophies. Did I not mention that before? This game is trophies, yo! Obviously, these aren't PSN trophies, but the game's overall system of rewards compelled me to keep coming back to the game. Each trophy has a bronze, silver, gold, and half-brick level of achievement, so even though there are only 10 of them, they still motivate you to work up to the next level. Each stage also has a high score list, ranked at the same trophy levels. Getting half-brick scores in any level takes practice, skill, and a little recklessness. It's incredibly challenging, but not frustratingly so. It's the kind of challenge that had me picking up this game time and again. I've tested Echoes on the PS3 as well, and it works great with the DualShock controller. The graphics still look good on a larger screen, too. I just wish there was an easier way to maintain the same profile and high scores across the PS3 and PSP versions. So, how does Echoes wipe up? 
When it comes time to flush, Echoes is a wipe with heavenly, triple-ply, cushiony, soft paper. It is one of the cheapest and also the best game you could buy on the PlayStation Network, and easily my PSP Mini's Game of the Year. The game for this review was purchased by the reviewer and not provided by the publisher or developer. Music is from the game Echoes, courtesy of the developer Halfbrick Studios. You can leave feedback for the reviewer on Twitter by following HighwayZ, that's H-W-Y underscore Z, or on the VGEVO forums at VGEVO.com. All right, well, uh, apparently he kind of likes this game. I think so. Just a little. Good music, too. Yeah, good music. So hopefully that is uh, that was helpful to you guys. And if you like or hate the reviews, mm-hmm. get out to our forums over on VGEVO.com and let us know in the feedback link uh, for uh, for his reviews. And I don't, I don't know uh, if he can keep up this pace. He's three weeks in a row. He's gotten one in. So, but he did get a job. Oh so, yeah! Congratulations, Congrats. sir. You know what? Uh, yeah, that's right. Someone got a job, so we get the we get the song. There we go. <laughs> uh, so apparently, he's going to be working for the government now. Damn, the Canadian government. Yeah. So he has to wear like a powdered wig and ride in on a moose. Mm-hmm. Like a Royal Canadian Mountie. Yeah, pretty much. Except he doesn't get the big brimmed hat. I think he has to wear one of those fur hats with the flaps on the side. <laughs> like red green? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you see, Harold, <laughs> uh, you're going to get one and of And we've lost all our Canadian listeners. <laughs> Shut up, I like red green. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. All right, let's get on to our emails and voicemails. How about that? We have voicemails, too. We have two voicemails. We had a third one, but I have no idea where the file went. It was really short, though. It was kind of funny. I wanted to play it. Aww. All it was was, hey... This is Bubba Barbecue, Killzone 2, Game of the Year. Bye. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> I thought I recorded it, and I can't find the file anywhere. Uh, whatever. All right. So anyway. Year-end emails. Uh, who's fir- who's going to read the first one? I oh, can do email it. master. All right. All right. Hi-yo, PS Nation. This is Mr. Nep from VG. hi I was just hi-yoing back. <laughs> was wanting to ask a question about the PS3 controller's durability. I have four DualShock 3 controllers, not so much for multiplayer purposes as it is they keep messing up. So far, each one of them has had their L2 or R2 buttons keep getting loose to the point that they're automatically pushing pushing themselves. What the hell? Uh, Which would make stuff like shooters difficult to play. For one, got the R2 messed up playing my PS2 copy of God of War 1. The second one had an L2 messed up playing Resistance 2. The third one had L2 messed up while playing Trinity Universe. My latest one I just received a few days ago. I'm worried this one will suffer a similar fate. I was wanting to know what could cause these problems. Is it that I'm pushing the buttons too hard? Are the old DS3 controllers faulty? Also, would real triggers maybe make the strain on the buttons less? I don't know. I don't think you ever have said, but how does it connect it to the controller? Do you pull out the buttons and replace it, or is it elastic and you just stretch it out? Anyway, thanks for your time. P.S. If the info means anything, all three controllers are old black DS3s before colors even came out over here. My fourth is a blue controller. Uh, uh, I, it sounds like someone has big bare hands and is just <laughs> clamping onto those things too hard. <laughs> I have that's, my original my PS3, guess. and I, I've had no problems with the triggers whatsoever. It's a little spring inside there. I mean, you could always try to maybe get a new spring for it, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm My guess is going to be maybe you are too hard on the controllers. 
And actually, I, mean, if, I think real triggers it, be worse because it, it gives you a lot. It's a lot easier to wrench down on them with those things on. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. Maybe you you are going too hard. I mean, obviously you're playing games that use those buttons a lot, or at least Resistance Two and God of War. So I don't know. That's a really weird problem. Yeah, I've never. <laughs> that's that's the first I've ever heard of triggers being a problem. Yeah, like one of the triggers squeaks on one of my Dual Shocks, but that's the only problem I've got. I think if anything is going to go on my one controller, it's going to be the left stick because I wrench on it so much. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it it kind of clicks now every now and then. So I think my original DS3, I think the left stick's going to go on it like in the next year. Yeah. But that's just weird. So, but as for. I think you're probably right about the real triggers because it makes it easier to push down on the button. Yeah. That it would probably be a little worse. But the way they connect, they actually clip right to the uh, the button. There's no elastic. You don't replace the button. It clips really snugly to the R2 or L2 buttons. And honestly, the only way I've ever had it pop off is like dropping the controller and yeah. like it landing on those and the, the little clip flies off and you just put it back on. But I still like those things a lot. I don't really Meh. want to play without them anymore. Meh. Your I don't face like them. is meh. Yeah, that's not what your mom said. All right. Yeah, this one. This one's from <laughs> CJT23K, and he says, uh, I was wondering if you heard about... Uh, why'd you send this one? I don't want to talk about this. Uh, I was wondering I if did. you heard about the rumored subscription pricing for PSN found in the survey reported on by Kotaku and every single other news source out there. I just wanted to know what your reaction was, and if if true, would you upgrade or stick with basic free online play? I know nothing is confirmed, but looking at all you could get, I think you have to upgrade my second... Oh, I think you have to upgrade. My second question is, why does MAG take so damn long to update? And have you heard whether or not updates will be handled differently when the game releases? And to all concerned, I can confirm that when Torgo talks about MAG, it's not Torgo hype. It's actually that good, great show. Thanks for your time. Uh, subscription thing, I, I didn't really want to talk about it until we got something concrete, but Kaz Harai has flat out said online play is always going to be free. Mm-hmm. The other stuff that they talked about, I mean, there's some interesting stuff, but I even said the other day, I said I probably wouldn't pay for it. I think I would because I like some of the stuff they were proposing in that survey, like play unlimited PS1 games and that kind of stuff. Right. I think as long as they're not taking anything away from what's already free, there's no problem. Right. You know, if it's all additional stuff, like you get to play a free, you know, PSN game every month or minis for free or PS1 games for free or something like that. The beta stuff I don't really care about. That's the only thing I would even remotely consider them taking away because, well, I mean, right now you, you get into betas basically by lucking out and entering a drawing to get a key or subscribing to core or something like that. So if you get, confirm beta access by paying a subscription i don't see anything wrong with that and and that kind of thing i guess i can see but i i personally wouldn't pay for it just because i don't need it that bad no the beta stuff i don't really care about because i keep forgetting that i'm even in like the mod nation racers beta <laughs> and i haven't even downloaded it which yet. is oh that's another thing i played a lot of i'm sorry yeah i meant to but i completely forgot dude it's but all i'm gonna it's see, gonna be awesome all i'm all i'm gonna say is don't be surprised to hear something about subscriptions by e3 I think you'll hear it at E3 if they if they talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. But, like I said, Kazurai has been quoted that online play will remain free. Mm-hmm. So, just keep that in mind. And then the uh, the mag thing, 
you got to remember it's a beta. It's it's only, the updates take a long time because they only have a couple of different, not a couple, but a limited number of servers serving up the beta files. This isn't like the full game that's going to come on a Blu-ray, and the patches will be a lot a lot smaller. So deal with it because it's a beta. <laughs> that's all I can really say. Um, mm-hmm. There's not much you can do about it. Uh, it is a great game. The last beta was awesome. I can't wait till the game comes out. I'm pretty psyched for it. So, and like I said, get out to VG Evo on the Sony section, and uh, Omni Law's got that thread going where we're es- essentially taking applications to get some squads going, so that we can get you know groups of people playing together, get to know each other really well, and basically can just roll through and just obliterate everyone in their in their path. Woohoo! Except for the English guys, they'll all have red jackets on and walk in a straight line. <laughs> Sorry, that was too easy. <laughs> wow. It's the cough drops. They're making me loopy. Yeah, and the French guys who will just run away, right? Oh, <laughs> you had to go there. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. All right. Number three. Hey, guys. First off, congrats to the Packers making the playoffs. Packers! I'm so stoked about that. I can't even tell you. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, I actually did. I didn't see the game, but I saw the final score, and I was impressed. It's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Now my two-part question. Jeez. Which game would you consider to be the best game purchase you made for 2009 on wow. any console? As far as the game you haven't really put down since you bought it and will continue to play into 2010. <laughs> you want to go first? Um, Even though I haven't played it much lately, gosh, I think it's going to have to either be... No, you can only pick one. God. Um, it's between Killzone 2 and Uncharted 2. I will say Killzone 2 because I still put more time into it. Fair enough. <laughs> Drink! <laughs> Mine is... Uh, there's a lot of games I bought this year that I continue to play and I think are fantastic, but the one I'm going to have to go with is Street Fighter 4. <laughs> I put more time into that Shock. game this year than... Yeah, I, I put more time into it this year than any other game, including Demon Souls. And I will continue to play it because I want to, you know, I actually haven't played it a lot in the last couple months, so I've gotten rusty, and now I want to pick it up again so I can get better before Super Street Fighter 4 comes out. <laughs> so yeah, that that definitely, I mean, paid for the uh, limited edition, bought yeah, a used too. copy of it for 360 don't regret either one, I've gotten more than my money's worth out of both of them. Yeah, God, Killzone 2, man, have I spent the time in there, and... The funny thing is, we've got guys on VGVO that have spent like four times the amount of time that I have, probably, even with mm-hmm. having it early and everything else. It's man, I, I'm addicted to that game. I'm probably going yeah. back to it because I haven't touched Modern Warfare two in two weeks. I haven't touched that in two. Yeah, months. yeah, yeah. Glad I went through all that work. I told you not to. <laughs> blah blah blah. All right, next next all question right. here. Yeah. Uh, and which game would you consider to be the worst purchase you made in 2009? <laughs> I'm thinking Mark is going to pick Tekken 6. <laughs> I hope you two have an inebriated yet safe new year. Sincerely, Biff Sticks. P.S. Go Vikings. Fuck, Fuck you, Brett Favre. You know what? The Vikings couldn't even beat the Bears, even though that was a really good football game. It sure was. Shut up. Wow, the worst game of that I've had for 2009. You know... Oh boy, Wet's definitely up there. Yeah, we because didn't it had so much. That. Well, but it had so much promise, and the gameplay just let me down completely. Um, ooh, uh, it sucks because I really like this game, but King of Fighters Twelve. 
Yeah. You know, or Blaze Blue. Ooh. At least Blaze Blue has good online play. So I'm going to say King of Fighters 12 because there was so much more that I expected from it after purchase that they did nothing uh, in terms of DLC. Like, they, they did some music, but it was overpriced. <laughs> Uh, but no new characters. The online play really still has some glitches in it. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to say, even though I do honestly really like the game, uh, but mm-hmm. King of Fighters 12, yeah. I'm I'm honestly picking the same one, King of Fighters 12. Tekken's close. the The difference here is that I went into Tekken knowing that I'm not a Tekken fan and I was gonna give it a shot. And I think for Tekken fans, it's still a great game, even though that also had online problems when it came out. Which- but and I agree. I, I really like the King of Fighters 12 gameplay, but that's pretty much the only thing I had going for it. And I was yeah. so hyped for that game, and I feel terrible because I think we completely overhyped that game. Well, but even what we played at E3, we liked, you know? And, and Oh, yeah. But at that point, we didn't... I mean, sitting down to play a couple of matches at E3, we didn't realize how little there was to the game. Yeah, it, it, you just don't realize that... Yeah. It sucks, you know, and, and I'm sure we did overhype that one, but oh yeah, a reason, but I had complete that faith was... that SNK, Playmore, and Ignition were going to be able to fix it, and I don't really blame Ignition for that because I think they tried. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, but you know what's interesting? I was reading on Silicon Era that they were talking about that Samurai Showdown game that they showed at E3, which oh, was yeah. supposed to be out this year, and yeah. it's kind of disappeared. And Ignition's not talking about it, so they're speculating that either. Ignition dropped SNK, or Ooh. perhaps SNK dropped them and is going to do something else. I wouldn't be surprised if Ignition dropped them after the whole King of Fighters 12 thing. It's a good possibility. I mean, you know, we both played that Samurai Showdown game, and to be honest, it wasn't that great. No, it wasn't. So, so although we're the ones that go. said King of Fighters 12 was so awesome, so maybe we're just reversed with their game. But that's the thing, though. Like, King of Fighters 12 <laughs> gameplay, I still really like. Yeah, it is. It's really good. I still think it's the polar opposite of Blaze Blue, and I, I don't consider that a worse purchase because it's a fantastic game. Like I give that game an A, but yeah. I just don't really care for the gameplay. But the entire package is so fucking good. I agree. And the online play is insanely good. Yep. And uh, well, I'll, I'll spill the beans here, but for best online game on our our poll, I actually voted for Blaze Blue. Wow! Just because it was so well done. Impressive. Yeah, it may it may not have floated my boat, but it was a good game. Wow, mm-hmm. that's out of left. And field. I, like I like I knocked Tekken. I mean, I don't like Tekken, but it's still a good fighting game. There's a reason it's so popular. Exactly. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm losing my throat again. You were drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, okay, do we have some voicemails? Yeah, we do. So how about I play the first one? Okay. And this one came to us via uh, Google Voice. Ooh. Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to try to make this quick. My name's Oddhead, uh, new listener to the show. I'm trying to try and tell you guys my shitty Christmas story. So I go to EB Games, my local EB Games here in Canada, and I go to buy some games for myself for Christmas. That's, I'm that kind of guy. i got to buy games for myself. And I go in there, and there's a good-looking broad working the counter. I don't bother looking at the shelf. I know what I want. So I go right to the counter, and I says. Lady, I didn't say it like that, but I said, oh, I'll take a brand new copy of Demon Souls. And she looks around and she pretends that she tries to find Demon Souls. And she says, well, I have a used copy for $5 left, but there's no thanks. I would like a new copy. And she looks around, she says she can't find the new copy. I've seen the new copy. I said, I'm pretty sure that's a new one right there. She said, no, 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 that's, that's a used one. 
I said, oh, okay. And so she says, oh, you know, I can't find a new copy of Demon Souls. Now this unsuspecting, unknowing employee comes up and says, oh, there's a new one right there. Oh, it was right where I pointed to in the first place. Oh. She says, oh, there it is. Okay. So I'm not really impressed. But I get my new copy of Demon Souls. Then she puts it down on the counter. And then it says, well, I would like a new copy of Borderlands. Oh, these for the PS3, of course. Huh. And she says, oh, well, you know, I give you a used copy, save you five bucks, plus you don't have to buy the disc guarantee bullshit, whatever they have there. And she says, no, thanks. I would like a new copy. And she says, but if you save, you'll save five dollars, and I have a brand new <laughs> one. You'll save eight dollars in total. She says, no, thanks. I would like a brand new copy. I'm annoyed now. She tried to screw me out of my brand new copy of Demon's Souls. And now she's trying to sell me the four lines, and then I asked for not a PS3 game, but I asked for a Super Mario Brothers 3! And of course, <laughs> same bullshit, she tries to sell me the used copy. Man, I hate this shit. And then, after it's all said and done, she got my three games there, and two $50 gift certificates to the PlayStation Network. Then, she asked me for my ID. I didn't have my ID on me. And then she wanted so many games, because I didn't have my ID on. I'm 25. <laughs> I've got facial hair. It looks really terrible on it's me, but I have it. And she wouldn't sell me the games. I think that if I had bought the games used, she would have sold them to me just to make the sale. Dumb bitch. Thank you. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I wonder how game companies feel about GameStop actively trying to take money away from them like this. Well, that's their policy, because they make money off the used games. Oh, sure. They make a ton of money off of them. Yeah, they make a shitload more than they do off the new copies. Yeah. But my God, that sucks. I, I really hate... You know, I understand they're just doing their job, and most of them... Most of them don't even really care that much about video games. It's just a job to them. And I, I right. cut them slack for that, but I can't stand in a place like that or any job when they're so pushy about that shit. I know you have to give me the, the spiel, so give the spiel, I'll refuse it, and then drop it. Exactly. It's like, I, I, I told that story a few months ago when I was trading stuff in for Demon Souls, that they had like an extra 20% off kind of thing when you traded in three or four games. Right. And the guy would not let go of like selling me the the game informer subscription and all oh, that because God. yeah because the the extra money i was making on the trade would pay for it but i was specifically trading those games for the extra money to pay off demon souls and he just wouldn't drop it and then he got all snippy and i'm like fuck you dude what the hell well i told you the uh, the funko land story with game informer didn't i mm, i don't know funko land got bought out by gamestop so and GameStop owns Game Informer, and, and Funko Land owned them before that. And EB Games is the same as GameStop. Yeah, EB, EB Games is owned by GameStop as well. So uh, my buddy Adam and I went down to Milwaukee a few years ago. That was a long time ago. And went up by Northridge. There was a Funko Land up by Northridge on the north side of town. And went in there just to check it out, you know. And, and they had Game Informers, like, everywhere. It was like wallpaper in the place. And... Normally, you know, when we go to a game store that was far enough away, I mean, that's a good hour drive to get home. Um, we'd grab a, a game magazine, and he would like look through it, and oh, here's a story about a game, and he'd read it off. And we go to grab a Game Informer, and I take it up to the counter to buy it, and the guy looks at me, and goes, "Oh, you want a subscription to Game Informer?" I'm like, "No, I just want that one." 
They would not let me buy that copy of Game Informer. I had to get a subscription. Uh. They uh, they would not let me walk out of the store with just a magazine. So they had literally had like probably a couple hundred wallpaper in the place, and they wouldn't sell them singularly. You had to buy it as a sub- subscription. And we walked out. I put it on the counter. I'm like, yep, yeah, I don't want it. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> just amazing. All right. On to the next email. I think it's my my turn, eh? Uh. Uh. All right. This is from our uh, buddy Sadek El Hassan. And he says, hello, PS Nation. You guys keep talking about the busy month of March, but what about the first two months of 2010? Well, we have talked about January as well. I will yeah. give you a small example for PS3 only, ignoring the other consoles and portable devices. In action-adventure genre, we have both Darksiders and Bayonetta coming out on the 5th. Well, Dante's Inferno comes out a bit over a month later on February 9th. In Glenn's favorite RPG or genre, the RPG, we're getting White Knight Chronicles International Edition on February 2nd. And seven days later, Star Ocean The Last Hope International comes out on February 9th. Assuming you are both... both uh, genre, or Assuming you are a fan of both genres and you can't afford more than one game each month, which two would you pick up out of the five games above? <laughs> Keep up the good work, Just Samurai. I don't know. What two games out of all those would you buy? Well, I know one you're buying. Well, it's easy for me. Bayonetta and White Knight. Yeah. Uh, for me, it'd be Bayonetta. I kind of want to try Darksiders, but I'm not going to say I'm going to buy it. Actually, uh, uh, Game Informer just put their review up, and it's pretty favorable. They gave it eight point se- or eight point wait eight point five. Yeah, eight point uh, five, and second opinion was seven point seven five. Hmm. I still haven't seen enough that's, on it though. That says worth a rental to me. Yeah. Uh, I would say probably Bayonetta and uh, probably White Knight because I've played it. Because I, I do like the Star Ocean series, though. I still have the PSP one. But uh, yeah. I, I would say, because I've seen White Knight played, and I, I thought it was pretty cool. And level 5 is level 5, man. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bayonetta and White Knight for me, I guess. Yeah. Like, Star Ocean sounds cool. But I also heard a lot of stuff about the 360 one that said it was a pretty generic JRPG. Right. And I, the only Star Ocean I've played is the first one on PSP. I didn't even play the second one or the Star Ocean. Was it the Last Hope? Uh, or no, yeah, Last Hope's the new one, which was the one on PS2. Oh, I just saw that too. I forget. Yeah, I don't remember the name. But that was one I was eyeing up for a long time, but I just never bought or played. So I don't know. I'm not that into the series, and I know the PS3 version is supposed to be vastly improved, supposedly right. over the 360 one. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm I'm not going to have time with all these other games coming out for <laughs> exactly. another RPG. So there you go. Yeah, and and Darksiders, I don't know enough about, and uh, Saint Elmo's Fire, I just I don't know. <laughs> That's a I, rental for me, unless I can convince EA to send us a copy. <laughs> which you might. They've been pretty nice to us lately. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. All right, well, let's do our next voicemail. Uh, this is from our buddy Puma Oblivion here. Hello again, everyone. Puma Oblivion here. I have actually a question for Glenn and Mark here. Um, I had a little chat with some of my friends on Sunday, and uh, same almost fire, also known as Dante's Inferno, came up and it's turned into a very heated discussion. The question on on my mind and on my friend's mind who said this is they're actually surprised that um, that San Diego Studios hasn't uh, Santa Monica Studios 
hasn't uh, hasn't hasn't started filing lawsuits against EA for if not for the story for the way the game plays that like you say it's an exact ripoff of God of War but I don't know if you have your opinions on this one or is it just you know a uh, a uh, you know kind of a mutual agreement between EA Visceral Games and uh, and Santa Monica Studios or 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 what so uh Hopefully you guys can uh, kind of shed some light on this subject. So uh, until next time, folks, um, I wish everyone here a happy new year. Get drunk on New Year's, have some fun, play some games, and I'm out of here. Later. Yeah! New Year's! Yeah! Sorry. Triggered something. I mean, there you can look at pretty much any video game out there, and, and it's either a copy or some other game has copied it. So mm-hmm. talking about lawsuits is a little much. Uh, it sounds, you know what that sounds like to me? Sounds like a good old fashioned nerd fight. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and most most games aren't as blatant a ripoff as Dante's Inferno is to God of War. R- but true. David Jaffe, like I, w- I was on Twitter today, but David Jaffe was twittering about that, and people were asking him what he thought of. Dante's Inferno ripping it off, and he, he made a good point that pretty much every game that comes out that's in the same genre builds off or copies stuff that was done before. Which is true, and, you know, Dante's Inferno may be more of, like, a carbon copy than your typical <laughs> game in a similar yeah. genre, but they can't really sue over that. I mean, a control scheme is a control scheme. Sure, it's almost the same as what God of War has, but hey, look at Borderlands. That actually copies, like, what, four different control schemes from other games? Pretty much, yeah. So, eh, no, it's... Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think there's any basis for a lawsuit. I think I'm really convinced now that Dante's Inferno is supposed to be, like, it's all tongue-in-cheek, you know, with the source material and the fact that it is just a blatant God of War ripoff. I think you're supposed to laugh at it and be like, this is so extreme just to be extreme. And <laughs> Look at me, I'm sewing a cross on yeah. my chest. Yeah! It's all a joke. I honestly think it's all... Not, not you know, like, they're pouring money into this to try to sell a game, you know, publish a game that's just a joke, but I think they're just trying to make it so over-the-top and, like... You know, hey, prepubescent boys, you're going to love this because it's so extreme. And it's but, got boobies. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's all part of it, like the the complete God of War blatant ripoff. But yeah, Sony San Diego is not going to really do anything about it. They've got God of War, and by all accounts, um, the stuff we've seen, or the stuff we haven't seen, I'm sorry, the stuff that comes later after the old build that is the God of War 3 demo uh, yeah. completely outclasses Dante's Inferno in every way. Yeah, the embargo so. lifts for the new God of War 3 stuff in, I think it's like January, I want to say 14th. But uh, every single indication from every single person I've talked to, uh, and I don't want, I'm not saying this because, so you can't say it's Torgo hype, but everybody that has that like popped up on IM that saw it is like, oh my God, you're not going to believe this game. So. Yeah, the, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, there's no Torgo hype there. No, not at all. Because I haven't seen the new stuff, and neither of you. Mm-mm. Now, if I see it, but then I, I go fucking crazy. But I believe the people crazy, that have well, said stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we didn't go to the New York City thing, so. All right, next email. No. More emails. Hey, you all sent right, them. These last two should be pretty quick. <laughs> Wait, are we on four or five? 
Yeah, five. Four, five. Uh, let's see. I have a question for you guys regarding PSP UMD cases. Have any of you two purchased the aftermarket replacement UMD cases? If so, would you recommend using them to replace all PSP games, possibly, if the quality is really that much better? Just thought I'd ask the experts, in quotes. Thank you. Great show. <laughs> Keep me entertained and up to date. Thanks, Vil. Should, should we uh, forward these on to the experts? or <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we're the, the quote experts. I think it's Villy, by the way. Oh, Villy? I'm sorry. I'm not sure. Uh, wh- what does he mean by UMD cases? Is he talking about the case around the disc? or? Yeah, uh, I've seen this before. You can actually get replacement. Like It is a little plastic case around the disc. Huh. Um, I've I've I haven't purchased them, and obviously you haven't since you don't no. really know what they are. Uh, but I've seen them around. I don't really think it's worth replacing your entire collection unless you're having serious problems with the UMDs. I've only had problems with a couple, and that's basically because I cram so many UMDs into my PSP carrying case that the. Like, you know, there's the white plastic outer part to it, and then there's, like, the clear cover over the right. disc. Right, I've had it where, like, the clear cover snaps off of the white part and, like, pushes against the actual disc. Holy shit. But, but most of the time, I can just, like, poke it back through, and then it's fine. And it, it's just that, like, they're, they're a little flimsy, and you can buy replacement cases that are a little better. But I would say, unless you have a disc that's, like, or, a, like, one that's broken, there's no reason to replace it. I would never even consider doing that. I've, I, I never, that's why I never really heard of them. I probably have never gone to look for them. But what I have, uh, when I travel with my, my discs, if I don't keep them in a carrier, I have these little plastic slip, like, slip cases. Where it's open on one side, so you take the UMD and you snap it into that. So mm-hmm. you can just essentially carry the UMD on its own, but it, it won't break the UMD. It, it protects it. So I have a bunch hmm. of those. It came in a little kit. You can get them at Walmart. It had like, I think, four of those little slip cases, and then it had like a screen protector for the PSP or whatever else. But I think they were made by, I want to say Pelican. But that that's just what I use, or else I have a carrier for all my games. Or I take yeah. my Go with me because it's got all the digital stuff. But um, I never... I don't know why you would want to replace the case that's already on there unless you're just brutal on your discs and you're breaking shit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't really see any any point to replacing them all. Right. Yeah, not at all. Uh, all right, last email from our buddy Hedges1001. And he says, I was just wondering what is our favorite JRPG out on the PS3? Now, this can include imports, but it must not be Valkyria Chronicles. Uh, P.S. That Agarist game on PS3 is freaking awesome, and I recommend it to anyone who liked Disgaea P.P.S. Uh, oh, who liked Disgaea P.P.S. Agarist Game of the Year. Disgaea 3 is Game of the Century, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite JRPG? There aren't that many out there right now for PS3. No, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, well, you can't count Valkyria Chronicles, uh, so... And you can't... Can we say Sakura Wars? It's PS2. Um, yeah. I mean, what, there's Enchanted Arms and... Uh, well, I mean, the, can, how about we count the stuff that we know is coming in 2010? Why don't we do yeah, that? Yeah, we could do that. Final so Fantasy thirteen. Then you got Final Fantasy thirteen. you got White Knight, you got Star Ocean coming. Uh, the new... Or there was the Tales of... Uh, was it Vesperia? Is that coming officially? I thought... Well, there's no way it's not coming over. True. Hmm. 
there aren't really that many out there. So I don't no, know. It's, it's kind of a loaded question. Yeah. Um, I would personally, because I'm not Wait, a big can we count guy, but... PS1 downloads? Ooh. That is available for PS3. All of them play on the PS3. I'm going with Suikoden. I was going to say Suikoden too, yeah. Uh, uh, Suikoden also, yeah. Because uh, I've actually been playing that more again, uh, lately. So uh, I'm going to say Suikoden. Or Final Fantasy Other than that, How about that? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I love 8. I, fuck the haters. I like that game. Uh, <laughs> if we're only counting PS3 games and we're counting upcoming stuff, I'll probably just... You know, actually, I'll pick White Knight over Final Fantasy thirteen. I think. I was going to say White Knight. Oh, wait. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. What? Well, I don't know if this is a JRPG oh, or not. Oh, no. Dot Game Heroes, I don't think counts. Damn it! Uh, then I'll have to say White Knight, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's a good developer level five, great track record. The game looks cool. Yeah. It's gonna visually, it's gonna look a little bit dated because the damn game's so old. But uh, I think it's yeah. still gonna look really good. And and I just like I, that it's unique. Yeah. Where like thirteen's gonna be awesome, but it just hearing some of the impressions, it sounds so linear and like you're just playing a fifty hour interactive movie. That I would probably rather play something like White Knight. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're done. Finally. Yay. Yay. There's one I, thing. What, somehow ahead. this made me think of something I forgot to mention. Uh, Battle Fantasia. Yeah. I downloaded the Japanese demo again. Yeah. Because it was still in our download list. Yeah. Just because I wasn't sure if I wanted to spend 20 bucks on it. Played the demo again. I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's not bad, but it's pretty basic and it the is. visuals look a lot more dated now than they did before yeah so i don't know i made contact with uh access and we'll see if they'll send us a review code of it but oh, okay. i don't I, I still think 20 bucks is a great price for it because there's an extensive story mode and everything but personally i'm not gonna buy it right i'm now. a snob <laughs> no mostly just because i've already got these i don't have the time and if i'm playing a fighting game I mean, I've already got other fighting games that I've bought, like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and other stuff that I'm not playing. Right. So I'll stick to the fighting games I'm playing. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so next week, we're pretty much going to do all the Game of the Year stuff. We'll probably do some news if any pops up. Hopefully, we'll have another On the Crapper review from Zavari. Um, yeah. And Jess should be on to review Diner Dash. She was going to do it tonight, but she was gone. Ah, Okay. She actually is enjoying the hell out of that game. I I played it and I had a good time with it, but I it's it's not my cup of tea. So because it makes me think. Yeah. So, oh god damn it! I forgot another game that uh. God, puzzle you suck. Lock, I know Puzzle Lockalypse or whatever from No Puzzle Geddon. Puzzle Geddon, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that makes more sense. I've been playing it, but I, I haven't played it enough to review it yet. I couldn't get through the the tutorial. Oh, also the Polar Panic I played a little bit of too. Oh yeah, I played the demo. Ugh. It it's kind of like Pengo, but it's really hard to see shit because of the uh, angle. Yeah, and, I'm uh, not impressed. Yeah, not as good as I thought it would be. Yeah, Puzzle Geddon though, like I was bored. I couldn't get through the tutorial. Um, well, I I played it a little bit. I'm gonna play it this week, so maybe I'll be able to talk about it next week. You, yeah, you can review that one because even though I hate puzzle games, but yeah, no, I'll play it. Um, yeah, so who knows what we're going to have next week. We'll find out how long the Game of the Year stuff takes, and uh, we'll go from there. It'll be an adventure. Exactly. Adventures and podcasting. 
So please get out there to psnation.org. Uh, go vote for your uh, picks for Game of the Year and all the categories we have. We'll tabulate those votes, and they will uh, votes will not be taken after five p.m. or no seven p.m. Central Time next Monday the fourth. Uh, anything else, Mark? Before we go, I don't think so. I'm probably forgetting other stuff, but it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, it was a weird week, so we had the holidays. So all mm-hmm. right, well, we will talk to you all again on episode one forty seven. Uh, have a good week. Get out there and play 47. Now we have to find a new house. <laughs> We've been looking for houses for two months now. And a month ago, at 10 a.m. on a Sunday, our realtor, me, and my wife interrupted an orgy. <laughs> we interrupted an orgy. We were told, go to this house at 10 a.m., we'll take a tour. We knock on the door, we wait, no one answers. We're just about to leave. We were just about to walk away. Door opens, there's this guy. Oh, oh wow, um, that's right. You guys were gonna look at the house. We, uh, a bunch of my friends came by. When he said the word bye, this wave of fuck fumes came rolling out of the house. Hit us, he... He, he sees that we have smelled it. We see that he sees that we've smelled it. And instead of everybody just going, goodbye, now the social contract kicks in and we've got to cover because we're civilized human beings. So he says, would you like to take a tour of the house? In parentheses, because you did not just catch me fucking dozens of people. And we have to respond, of course we'd like to tour the house parentheses, because in no way have we caught you fucking dozens of people. So in we go, into this enchanted forest of cock shafts and labias. We walk inside, there are air mattresses all over the floor, people are scattering everywhere. At one point, this busty Russian girl comes out, putting a robe on. Oh my goodness, the, um, the cleaning lady did not come by. Oh, you're not even fucking trying. Really? That was the first thing you thought of. Yeah, the cleaning lady didn't come by at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. You should fire that bitch. That's really unprofessional. Everyone knows Saturday night's fuck night. Bring three buckets. So we're just trying to get this over with. And then a guy, well, a blonde 17-year-old kid comes out of the bathroom and he's got Craigslist hookup written all over him. (laughs) This was a, we need a 14th. So he comes out of the bathroom and he got dressed. He put on whatever was in the bathroom to wear. And here's what was in the bathroom. A pair of girls' sweatpants that he has put on backwards so the word juicy is across his groin juicy juicy which I hate to say probably factually accurate (laughs) then he's also wearing a girl's tank top from the gap aqua blue or whatever it was and he comes out and with no one asking him a question or even looking at him he announces well everyone i'm leaving goodbye so that ensures everyone turns and looks as he opens the sliding 
glass back door and just walks away from the house. We're in the fucking Hollywood Hills. There's nothing back there. There's no other roads. He's just walking into the trees and bushes, barefoot. Where the fuck is he going? There he goes, sweetie. There goes fuck squatch through the underbrush. Look at that. A rare sighting of that cryptozoological marvel. Honey, get your camera. Take a blurry picture of fuck squatch. Oh, fuck squatch. What secrets do you hide? Then we're driving away from the house, and that's when my wife says, I think everyone in that house was fucking each other. <laughs> You're just now realizing that. We were standing in a fog bank of twat mist for 10 minutes. We are going home to burn our clothing, and it just now hit you.